Welcome. To Arcade Audio. It's hard to find a movie that way. Lucky for you, we found a few. It's Queer Movie Night. Hey! hey. Ooh, you went for a hey. hey. I'm sorry we do hey. usually say hi. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Welcome to Queer, Queer Movie, movie Night. Night. I'm Deb. This and is I'm Peyton. Peyton. Sorry, I shouldn't have spoken for you. No, it's okay. It's I me. shouldn't have done that. In real oh, life, man. you would have to introduce me because I'm so shy. Aww. No, I would probably introduce myself, but then I wouldn't yeah. say anything else. I've seen you introduce yourself here. You can handle it. <laughs> You're I can, pretty good. You, you can handle I can it. Handle it. Um, today, today, I didn't realize. Oh no. Okay, I was just looking at the cast list for this movie, and I was like, Apatow. I forgot that that one girl is Judd Apatow's daughter. Yeah, she books like crazy too. She's she working. does. She's on Euphoria. She is. Yeah, have you seen what it? I, uh, I watched the first episode and it it made me feel so fucking icky in every part <laughs> of my body that I was like, I get it that this is like a like uh, like that, objectively a great thing. It's yeah, like really well that made. One, and, that one that one scene in the in the the first episode is especially with, icky with fucking what's, what's his, his nuts face? from Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, <laughs> McSteamy. McSteamy. I know. And I was like, I don't want to see him bad. Yeah. Uh, Mark. Mark. That's the same Mark. Yeah. Well, on Grace. It's not his real name. <laughs> um, yeah. And I heard it. I Well, because I was so conflicted because I when I watched it, I was like, oof, that's a lot to, yeah. to have to to sit through. Yeah. And then I looked it up and they were like, get, uh, yeah, this show never gets better. It never gets more comfortable to sit through. So, yeah, I was I like, mean, there, for my own self. There are, gonna... there are lots of moments of levity, but it it's some heavy shit for it's just sure. Heavy, and yeah. I like everything. I'll watch heavy. I don't yeah. have a problem with heavy, but I mean, if, if this you have, it has to be really heavy for me to not watch. And I, yeah, yeah. Um, also, what I watched the first couple episodes of that kind of shitty, kind of good Ryan Murphy miniseries Hollywood, and she was in it as well. That Patel. Oh, Otter. I didn't know that. I've seen a couple. I've seen bits and pieces of it because uh, my what? brother Devin was watching it. Right. I mean, it really depends on how you feel about Ryan Murphy. I think it's a pretty much like a fine mid-tier Ryan yeah. Murphy. Did you I watch prom, The Prom? I did watch The Prom. What are your thoughts? I want to hear what you think um, before I say what I I thought. I thought, okay. So, first of all... <laughs> I'm nervous. <laughs> I froze. Um, so I thought the movie in general was fun. Um, yeah. I hate James Corden so much. And I hated him even more after watching the movie. I really don't. Uh, we're not talking. The prom is not what this episode is about. But I just want to have this thing real quick. How could we not talk about it, though? We both love musical theater so yeah. much. And this came um, out at a time when could, we were not recording. Yeah, it could be an episode, though, if we wanted to. But um, yes. I don't, I don't understand why um, 
James Corden was cast as that role. Like, I don't, yeah. I think they should have switched him and, um, Andrew Reynolds and Andrew Reynolds. Yeah. yeah. Because, because I mean, fine. If you want to so angry, I, the thing about Ryan Murphy, which is, is a positive that I like about Ryan Murphy is that he casts, he does cast a lot of straight people as gay people, but he also casts a lot of gay people as straight people. And mm-hmm. so it doesn't, it doesn't bother me as much as other films or as other things. That's but, a good point. But with, with James Corden, first of all, his performance just feels homophobic to me. The way he says boo-boo is like boo-boo. Um, <laughs> really <hot. laughs> And the queerness in that character is so important to his storyline that it it's it's so it feels so wrong to me that it's James Corden and not an actual queer actor. Yeah. yeah. Um I'm about to say something extremely controversial and You liked him in it. Well, that's <laughs> This is my this might get me canceled cuz I've never said this out loud. <laughs> I like James Corden and I know that is not popular <laughs> and I know I'm not supposed to, but I'm going to tell you what I did. Goddamn last night. <laughs> Bill and I stayed up until 3 a.m. We watched hours of carpool karaoke. Well, carpool karaoke and is I good. loved every fucking moment of it. And I laughed my ass off and I'm going to say something else controversial. <laughs> I find him so charming. I, Thought he was charming in cats. I thought he was charming in whatever other fuck. I thought he was charming in Into the Woods. I thought he was charming. I think he's charming, and I know it, it's going to get me canceled. Oh my god, the look. Peyton looks like he's he wants to break up with me right now. Uh. He's going to friendship break up with me. <laughs> but I, I don't. And I and my last thought is that I thought he was still. Charming in the prom. However, no! however, <laughs> however, however, I disagree that he should have been cast in the first place. Yeah. I think it was absolutely bizarre casting. I, yeah. If he was going to be in the movie, then he shouldn't have had the like the pinnacle like male gay role where yeah. you, like you said where it's like such an integral part of his character like yeah. the coming out like the scene with, with confronting his mother and stuff yeah i was like this is like fine acting but this it's not believable because we know james corden yeah and there's so many other gay i just don't want to say there's so many out out actors that could have done this role. I mean, it literally. There's one in the else. movie. There's one in the movie. Yes, there's one literally in the movie. And <laughs> in a different I thought, role. <laughs> yeah, I didn't That's much love smaller. Him. Andrew Reynolds' character is so much smaller than his. Also, why could it have been like Jesse Tyler Ferguson or I don't? It, it, there's just like so many other somebody. People said it could have been Titus. Yeah, it could have been. Um, Titus would have been amazing. Yeah, it would have been great. There's so many out men, and yeah. uh, people were comparing it to like he was like doing like a poor man's Eric Stone Street from Modern Family. And when I read that, I was like, uh oh, that's Uh-oh. what it is. But yeah. I um I like James Corden, and I still thought he was kind of charming. I I've, I'm gonna get fucking canceled because I said James Corden is charming and everything. I liked him in the prom, but I did not understand why he was cast in it, and I especially think. It rubs me the wrong way that he was nominated for an Emmy for it and that nothing, nobody not else was that, nominated. Yeah. 
I'll Nobody else, it. nothing else about it was nominated except for James Corden. And I'm like, fucking Meryl Streep <laughs> and Nicole Kidman were in this fucking movie. And James <laughs> Corden is the one that's nominated for a fucking Emmy? Are you kidding me? Or maybe it's Golden Globe. Not an Emmy. Not Emmy. That doesn't make sense because it's movie. Uh, Golden Globe. <laughs> the Golden Globes are very fucky this year. I mean, like, a why Emily in Paris got so many nominations. That is the shitty, one of the shittiest shows I've ever, I've ever watched. <laughs> I cannot believe. And I, I like, and I know people are so pissed about and it. Like it may destroy you, which was absolutely mind blowingly good. And so that's another, like, that's a heavy show too, but yeah. so, so fucking I need good. to watch that. I love her. Oh my God. She's I love a star. Bubble or chewing gum. Have you seen chewing gum? I've never seen chewing gum, but after I watched, I may destroy you. I was like, I got to watch. I was, yeah. I think she's absolutely unreal. But the fact that James Corden and fucking what's her name? What is it? Collins. Emily? No. Emily Collins. Emily Collins? Is that it? I think Emily so. Emily doesn't sound right. I don't what know. Is? Lily. Lily. Lily Collins. Collins. Uh, yeah. The fact that they got nominations is absolutely fucked. But I cannot I, believe I, I just shared the... that tidbit about me. I swear this is going to get me canceled. I swear. No, I, I'm not, I'm not going to cancel you. I, I just don't like James Corden in general. He's also a Tony winner. Like... <laughs> He's good. Okay, sorry, sorry. No, I think he's a talented guy. I think he relies on a lot of queer-coded comedy, which makes me upset because he's a straight oh, person. Oh, that's a um, good point. Yeah. And also people compare <laughs> me to him, so that also makes me mad. Um, oh. But anyway. Well, you know what? I, but you know what? why that's a good thing? Why? <laughs> because he's charming. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm never going to say that word ever again. Um, <laughs> it's a, that's going to be triggered from that word for the rest of my life. <laughs> because I kept calling James Corden tr- <laughs> charming. But he um, is. And I feel like if people tell you that, it's only coming from a nice place. He, thank you. I, I mean, I'm the, maybe I'm the only one. <laughs> I can't believe I just said that out loud. We, I mean, I'm not kidding when I say ours. And Kayla and I are old ladies. We don't stay up well, late. Well, carpool karaoke is fun. Carpool karaoke is about the guests, let's be honest. The premise is so fun. Yeah. And it, you see different sides of, of them, and it's yeah. just so fun. And you, um. <laughs> I think my um, – uh, I don't want to say too much this about – This is going to be the way I go out. <laughs> I don't want to say too much about it. prom because the, that's not what this – episode is about but yeah. my favorite part of the movie was the the young the two young girls the two unknown actresses yeah, yeah. i really really liked them um mm-hmm. i liked the prom i thought it was i thought it was kind of dumb and very mm-hmm. fun and it never took and, itself which is too exactly seriously. what it should have been yeah and i i thought everybody was great in it and carrie washington I, I, singing i loved carrie i love carrie i love carrie washington um love nicole not a great dancer could barely do it but (laughs) because she's nicole kidman i was like she's great and i love the character she doesn't do comedy very often i love her i loved her character in that it was nice seeing her do something light also meryl i'm a sucker for meryl in a musical okay big into the woods slash mama mia stands in this house we (laughs) love meryl in a musical Um, and i loved keegan michael key too I'm gonna. Uh, he's not usually somebody I gravitate towards. There's something about him. I'm gonna get once again getting myself canceled. <laughs> I'm get, the episode where Deb sticks up for James Gordon and says she just doesn't get it about Keegan Michael. Um, I think he's he seems like a really nice guy, but he doesn't make make me laugh 
I feel okay. like out of like him and Jordan Peele, I gravitate more yeah. towards Jordan. Yeah, um, that makes sense. But I thought he was pretty charming in it. Yeah. And weird couple. I thought he was the two of them. But charming. Fuck it. Yeah. If I ever said that word ever again, you can Venmo, I'll get Venmo charge me $20 every time I say that. $20. Actually, can you make it five? Kind of hard times right now. Yeah. <laughs> kind of hard times. Uh, right now, um, in order for me to like find any sort of peace in my life and feel joy, I watch carpool karaoke. <laughs> but it's true. It's so um, So this episode is actually about yeah, the film other people <laughs> um <laughs> please please i don't want to talk about james anymore <laughs> um it's written by chris kelly written and directed by chris kelly um who is a gay man um who was a writer on snl head writer head writer on snl and he uh wrote the show uh the other two which is on comedy central which is very good as well Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, let's talk about that. Um, so why did you choose this movie, Peyton? I chose this movie. Um, I have loved this movie since I saw it. I didn't see any previews or anything for it. I actually, my friend uh, Taylor asked if I wanted to go to the movies and she wanted to go see this. And I was like, you how did I... in a movie theater? Yeah, it was... Peyton... It was so good. It was intense. No offense, but you weep. I weeped. Yeah. That's not an offense. I no like offenses. Cried. No, no. I like cried like not the right probably throughout the that. whole whole film. You're um, a weeper. I am a weeper. <laughs> Moving um, from the holiday when Jude Law goes, I weep. I'm a weeper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a weeper. I'm a, I'm a big weeper. Okay, but also, we the know holiday, how to cry. The, both of us know how to yeah, cry to yeah, a movie. Fuck, yeah. we saw Miseducation mis- mis- of Cameron Post. Miseducation of Post. Oh, my theaters. God. My God, I truly wept. Um, I cannot believe you saw Stopping. this in, th- in theaters because <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, like, I, like, really physically full body cried to this movie yeah. the first time I saw it. I mean, this movie is so good because it is – so funny and so heartbreaking at the same time. It's so crazy. Yeah. Um, and it's just such a, a talented cast. Um, I had not seen Jesse Plemons before this movie, so I assumed that he was gay. But um, he's not. Married he's married to Kirsten to, Dunst. He's married to Kirsten Dunst, which we still stand, you know? We stand. Uh, I think they're, they, if you read like little blurbs about them when they met each other and like they, it's the way so they cute. talk about each other it's yeah sweet. he admired her like acting like before he met her and it's just so mm-hmm. nice i um, love jesse plemons i think he yeah. is so good and seems like he's very unassuming and he yeah I, i'm a big I really fan of like movie him. game night which is another s- comedy yeah <gasps> i haven't seen that but i heard it's good it's it's so good i yeah. love that movie i didn't know he it's, was in that he plays the weirdest, one of the weirdest characters I've ever seen in a movie in it. Mm-hmm. And he does it so, so well. He's very funny. I can't recommend that movie enough. It's so I feel funny. Like, it makes me I feel like up. this movie is very, like a very different part from him for him. Usually he plays like sort of like a, not necessarily villainous, but sort of like a more bad kind of character. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he does this, does this movie really well. Um, what I liked about this movie was not only how well written it was and how real the like it feels because it does have this like sort of like 
um, balance that you feel in real life of like, the, like right from the opening scene where I, I like how the movie starts with, with they tell you like, yes, the mom is going to die in this movie. Um, and then they get that phone, like right after she dies, they get that phone call on the answering machine. And it's like this woman calling to check on her to see if she's okay. And she's at the drive through of some fast food place. It's so funny just how like real life is like you, you have something tragic happening in your life and then like funny shit still happens. And it's like, it's so that just feels so real to me. And it's Chris Kelly sort of wrote this based off of his own relationship with his mom and that relationship between um, David and his mom in this movie just feels so realistic and and genuine. Um, And I think it was probably the first time I saw a movie where I felt like I really related to the main character. And I felt like, okay, this is a, this is a gay character that like, I feel I relate to. They're not like some tiny, like person with six pack abs and like perfect hair. And like, like Jesse Plemons seems like an, a, an everyday person that you would see in real life. Um, mm-hmm. That I, I was like, this I I see myself in this movie, which is n- a nice experience. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, so that's why I and chose that's it. That's so sweet. Um, so you saw it in theaters for the mm-hmm. for the first time. Yeah, and then and this was actually last. This was actually rewatching it for this was actually the 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 second time I had seen it. I hadn't seen it since Same. then because it is so sad. So I was like. <laughs> <laughs> so I had avoided watching it again, but it is so good. Oh my lord, this movie! When you said when you texted and said I'm going to choose other people, I was like, "Fuck, Peyton!" <laughs> I love I love this movie so yeah. much. I think Molly Shannon also Molly Shannon's performance in this movie Don't is get me so started. good. Don't get me and started. Like, but you're about to get me started. Sh- she she should have been nominated for an Oscar for this. I feel like she should have. She was. I mean, but I feel like because it was like a comedy, they it probably didn't get considered at all. But that's the thing. This is the most drama. This is a this is a perfect fifty fifty dramedy. Yeah, this is it this really is, is next to dramedy in the fucking dictionary. This this movie <laughs> is right there because it it is. I when this movie first came out, there were like she was shortlisted a lot to be like people critics wanted her to be nominated for an Oscar for it. Um, she should have been. Yeah. This is a career defining performance. Mm-hmm. And I know we, we talked about it in Wild Nights with Emily. She is my number one of all time. She is why I'm here. She's why I'm doing what I'm doing. Molly is my number one. So when I first initially watched this, I think Kayla was out of town and I was um, I knew she was like on in the award circuit. Like, stuff was happening, but I hadn't seen it yet. I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch this movie. And I had no idea what it was about going into it. And holy shit. I mean, I cry at nothing. It takes very little (laughs) for me to cry. I sobbed so hard. I got a headache the first time I watched this movie. And then I sobbed again. I'm sure you did, too. I cried very hard. But it was easier knowing what was coming. Yeah. Um, She is... I just don't think that people realize how how talented she is yeah and how it's i think people see her and they think one type of thing they well, think and i like, think this is Mary one Catherine of, yeah yeah but she is 
such a talented actress and the 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 power that she has to both be funny and extremely grounded and sad like the way she acts at at the same time and it feels really authentic i just think mm. it's a gift i just she don't think so everybody many, can do yeah. that she has so many funny and like heartbreaking moments in this movie um mm-hmm. i just like and i think it's just that people yeah they typecast her and they don't think of her as having that versatility and this is like one of the roles that like actually gave her a range of of, of things to play with that she doesn't usually get to pull out um just to go over the plot real quick for the those people who haven't seen the movie um it follows a character named david played by jesse plemons who is a who is a comedy writer um in new york who's recently broken up with his boyfriend paul um and he comes home to live with his family because his mother has cancer and she's not doing well um played by molly shannon and um he's sort of like in this place of like, he wrote a pilot that didn't really take off. Um, and he broke up with his boyfriend, but he's trying, he's lying to his family saying that they're still together and sort of like trying to make things seem good before she passes away. Um, and it's sort of him just like dealing with that. Um, and it's relatable because we we're both in comedy and, um, have done improv and things like that, which he does. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the whole thing is just a very relatable movie in general. I mean, yeah. this is uh, thankfully something that I have not had experience with, mm-hmm. but this is an experience that a shit ton of people have had. Mm-hmm. Like this is a pretty, I feel like this is a pretty common thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird. Cause I don't want to call it slice of life or I, cause I feel like slice of life makes me, makes it, it makes in my mind it diminishes the importance of it in a way. I don't I mean, know why. I don't know yeah. why. I mean it it's not slice of life because it does have a plot and like it's sort of it's not just one instance that we're seeing. We're seeing like a whole journey, but um yeah. I guess but, I use that phrase just to, have, just to describe the realism of it. Yeah, yeah, and the and the mun, mundaneness of it, I guess. Yeah. I can see like where that's coming from. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I do. I do love. There's so much to relate to, like going back to your hometown and like and feeling that you have to act a certain way. Especially like all the scenes with, um, like all the stuff of like, oh, I'm in New York. Oh, when are you going to be on SNL? Oh, the whole <laughs> intro scene. I've never felt something the, more in my life. The scene New where, Year's party. yeah, where with every and, comedian ever, by the yeah. way. Yes, I love it. Um, um, when they're like. Oh, okay. First of all, the I woman love from Mad TV on there, Carrie Kenny <laughs> Silver. Yeah. Okay, I love her. She's in. She's my favorite actress in the movie Wonderlust, which is a movie we love that nobody else has ever seen with Paul Rudd and Jen Aniston. Justin Theroux wrote it. I Catherine think Hanna's in it. Like everybody has seen that. I need to rewatch it. I think. Um, it's so funny, and she's our favorite character in it. She absolutely <laughs> steals the show. Um, but the way she she walks in and goes, we turned on SNL. We were hoping to see if you were on there. We were hoping to see if you were on there. And he's like, I'm not, I don't, I'm not, I don't work there. (laughs) Or there. And and I'm a writer, so I I wouldn't be on screen. (laughs) Also this, oh, you're going to get so much material for your skits tonight. (laughs) I'll give you some material. I feel like that is. And then he takes out the fake teeth. He's like, this could be a sketch. 
Yes. <laughs> this is so, it's, this, the cast, I love that like, Paula Pell's in it for one second. He's in it for one second. Got June Squibb as, as, yeah. as, the, as the grandmother. Like, uh, oh, the cast this, is so fucking stacked. The scene where he's in John the, John Early? Um, yes. I love John Early. The scene where he's in the um, trailer with his grandmother and his grandpa and the the grandpa just keeps talking about people, local people that have died. It's just so In horrible real. ways. Yeah, yeah, that's my mother, Doris, <laughs> by the way. Every time we see her, she goes, oh, you'll never believe what happened. Yeah. Man, uh, he that's just got his license. He just got his license. <laughs> he was driving his whole family and they, they got in a car crash right out front of our house and all of them died instantly. And I'm like, I've been, I traveled six and a half hours to get here and I've been here for six minutes. And then she immediately just depresses us and she tells us about all the local people. But it's, 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 that's the thing. Like, I feel like Chris Kelly got those specifics really right. Yeah. Of that type of parent or that type of grandparent yeah. that like only knows to tell you, like their instinct is to tell you about all the horrible things that they've heard about. <laughs> that specifically the like people dying in freak ways. So that my yeah. mom, her head, she didn't her used head to be that completely. way, but lately. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she she swam around for an hour. Yes. Oh, maybe a God, few minutes. Like, <laughs> I sw- my mom didn't used to be like that, but Kayla and, and the, the it talking the to him while he's like, why is she doing this now? <laughs> the talking to him while he's in the bathroom too. Yeah, <laughs> my family does that. I'm like, I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, I love this movie. I love this movie oh, so much. So yeah, that whole that whole first scene though at the New Year's party, I was like, oh, yeah, is- it instantly pulls you in. You're just like, mm-hmm. yes, I know these people. I know this life. Yeah. And I so loved good. seeing, I love the beginning where she's sick, but we haven't really, it's the very beginning of, of it. Yeah. So we see, we see her at like, at like as close to a hundred percent, you know, mm-hmm. and see what she was like and how much energy she had. And like, yeah, the, and I love the story she told him about yeah. the seventies party Yeah, and the dress and the dress. Yeah. She's wearing, so good. Okay. I don't know how to I don't know how to talk about this movie because I love it so much and I love every part of it and I don't want to keep bouncing around because that's not fun for a listener to hear. I feel like sure I need to it is. Mm. <laughs> I love the um the I just think that this is just such a well written, well done movie. Like I mean, I guess you could compare it to improv where like it has callbacks and it it brings things back around of like she wears the 70s dress and then and then she wears it again later on when she's really sick and and she's just in a completely different place then. And like the scene where she where she goes to see him in New York um, and afterwards she tells the story of that kid who brings the chicken in and then like later on when she's really sick and she Mm. can't tell that story it's just the it's just completely like the parallels of like seeing her so full of life and then seeing what this disease is doing to her and then um yeah just just the balance of like comedy and tragedy in our everyday life is so Mm -hmm. well it's so well portrayed in, in this film. Um, and it's just, even though it's a sad movie, you still, you still walk away from it feeling kind of like, 
I don't know, like the world is better than you think it is. If that yeah, makes sense. like a little hopeful. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was, that was like a testament to how funny and how many like, w- like joyful moments there were. Mm-hmm. I thought the balance was really good. Now this is what I care. I, what I thought I care a lot was going to be like, yeah. And then it wasn't like this movie yeah. makes me laugh out loud. A lot. It does, yeah. Even yeah. just like the moment when that, like, there some of the moments I like they're very. Some scenes are like very written and like it's like joke, joke, and it's funny. Mm-hmm. But then there's like the moment when they're laying in bed, uh, when David and and his mom are laying in bed and they're yeah. having this very serious conversation and they're crying and then like there's like this serious moment and then she just goes, "I farted." And I he's farted. Like, I know. <laughs> he's like, I know. <laughs> I know. I can smell it. And they just laugh because so she farted. I was like, yeah. <laughs> because that's how real life is. Yes. Too. Yeah. <laughs> And so, oh my God, when, when she first started getting sick mm-hmm. and they were all surrounding her and she was like throwing up and she was like, I, I can't watch the dog lick his penis anymore. Yeah. And it's just, She's they're like, all somebody take the dog outside. I can't watch him lick his penis. Yeah. And they're all just start yelling at him to stop licking his penis. Yeah. It's so funny. It's just, oh, I love, well, you also mentioned the, uh, the improv scene and I said this before yeah, we started recording, we have to talk that, about that, that improv show that improv scene team is. was Loki a little triggering for me. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I don't use that word lightly, but I was like, just because that was, that was, you know, my yeah. life for a very long time. Um, especially at the height, like I, I feel like. I was at the height of of well, and when she of that before they interview happened, they so. interview the audience member and then they have that they call back real. to the story. Yeah, and every <laughs> single person on that stage is is wildly famous. Yeah, that's well, like Nicole Byer. Yeah, isn't it? Darcy Carden is like leading it. It's like yeah, you've got Colton Dunn. You've got so many people in there. Drew Tarver from yes, from the other two. Oh my god, from the other so two, many yeah. people. <laughs> it's so good and then oh my god it's just like i don't know i i they, they get that balance really just it's just so good and i of they'll give you the funny but then it every moment just feels earned in this mm-hmm. in this movie it just feels earned the whole thing and i also love the simplicity of the format where they just are going on a timeline of yeah. like one yeah. year mm-hmm. it's not it doesn't bounce around a whole lot um loved john early in it yeah i thought i loved his role john early and um josie uh toda is a Mm -hmm. huge highlight of the film um that that scene where where they do the um the the dance for their dad's birthday oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) it's so good i love david's like i feel like we should all be arrested right now yeah. <laughs> what kills God. me is the is his uh is the little sister holding the train. Oh, I know. I love when I love he throws when the wig at her. Yeah. <laughs> and then oh she God, pours he poses and then she pours the water bottle. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. There's so many parts of this movie too. There's like other yeah. things that I forget about. Like another thing is that I feel like the focus it's like all on on the mom's like sickness and stuff, but then you also I feel like just important of a part of it is uh, David's sexuality and how they like the constant 
mentioning of how his family didn't take it well and yeah. how his dad is still struggling with it. And when yeah. they were in New York and which, uh, and how he wouldn't go up to the apartment and yeah. the big blowout that they finally had. Um, and I liked, I liked too that, that it wasn't like, Oh, the dad was the only bad one. I liked that. They were like, no, the mom was bad at one point and she apologized too. And she yeah, was like, I love that the beginning. Scene where I, she's like, I'm sorry. I, I said, I said mean the things. mean things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I Zach really Woods that. also was random to me as the boyfriend, but yeah. <laughs> it was the first time I've ever found him not weird. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I've only seen him play weird, annoying characters. In the office. Yeah. I only know him from the office, I think, but he's on. I've seen him in Silicon, Silicon Valley. Valley. I've never seen Silicon Valley, but. I've seen an episode or two. It's yeah. not my bag, but. <laughs> I um, love, I love this sex scene because it's so real. It's mm-hmm. like when it's like, cause sex can be so awkward and like ugly sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so real. And they, it's such a scene of like him just like struggling with something. And then, and then they really can just laugh at each other about it. And he talks about his boyfriend waxing his asshole and everything. That's so funny. Mm-hmm. Do you think they ever got back together? I don't think so, but they would be cute together. But I liked, uh, but I liked the progress too of, of like after, after when he's like tells his dad that he will be coming and his dad ends yeah. up giving him that blank check to. Yeah. 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 I do um, think I, I love their, I love his relationship with Paul because it's, you can, you can see that even though it didn't work that they still really care about each other um and i don't know it's it's hard at least for me personally it's so hard with with exes to like that's it's so hard like when you've really let someone see you in such an intimate way. And then all of a sudden they're not your partner anymore to like sort of navigate that. Um, and I think that this movie showcases that really well. Um, and yeah, I, it is really touching that like he still wants Paul to be like at the funeral. And, and um, I do like that he has that moment with his dad and, and that progress. Um, and I love the stuff with his sisters too, like, mm-hmm. like him realizing that he is actually sort of like not, not being attentive to, to their needs and sort of being a little self involved. Um, and that part really touched me too of her, of her saying like, when I'm gone, like spend time with your sisters because like that's when you miss me spend time with them because they're they're part of me and like you guys need to stick together and you need to watch out for them yeah that scene got me yeah after she clapped yeah and he she just keeps repeating it over and over again yeah yeah um the teacher scene was was hard to watch too it's very hard another scene full of stacked Oh, I love okay. Retta. I love Retta. I love <laughs> Lennon Parham. I love yeah. Lennon Parham. I, I'm like so we're so into her lately. Yeah. We were really Is that the new really... the new teacher? Yeah. 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 Love her on Veep. Love her. We were so into Bless This Mess, Lake Bell's <laughs> uh sitcom, which also 
stacked fucking cast in that. It only had two seasons, but it was really funny. And uh, Lennon Parham was in that, and she was our favorite I know, character. She's I so know fun. her from, she's on um, Lady Dynamite. Did you watch that? Oh. He's like her hippy dippy friend. I think I've seen like one, I think I watched the first episode, but I haven't. Yeah, I love I it because I love Maria Bamford, yeah. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. Um. Oh, God. There's so many hard parts to this movie because it's, yeah. it's hard because I, I, I was like trying to, I didn't know if I wanted, I was trying to see if I could convince Kayla to watch it, but I knew like the hard parts were going to be really hard for her. Yeah. So it was like, it was kind of hard because I was like, oh God, but when it's not devastatingly sad, yeah. it's so funny yeah. and it's so heartwarming and mm-hmm. It, I don't know. It's a it's a struggle because I really do love this movie. But the yeah. reason why I've never rewatched it a second time wasn't because I didn't enjoy it. it was because I didn't know if I could handle it. Yeah. So on one hand, I am glad that you chose it because it was an easier time. Yeah. Than the first one. Yeah. Um. And it really reminded me that I think that that it's just such such a good movie. Mm-hmm. It just is. It's just so good. <laughs> and it, I feel like it deserves more recognition. I don't know. Maybe it does. It does. Yeah. Maybe maybe it is recognized more than I realize, but it doesn't seem like it. Yeah. And I especially think I think Jesse is so good in it, and I think Molly is unreal. Yeah. I, this, this I couldn't imagine playing this character. Mm-mm. I think. I mean, I think all the performances across the board are amazing. Um, yeah, Bradley Whitford too. He's yeah. great. I think the um. The the older sister too. I don't even know the actress's name, but she gives know. some really on the compelling performances too. Um, yeah. And uh, just talking about the, like the lighter moments of this movie, I love the scene where he meets um, uh, John early in the in the gay bar in the sticks. Oh, it's so yeah. funny. He came on the chair. <laughs> <laughs> and the um the the they're when they're talking to each other and like that weird guy j- is just like hovering. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that is just like so quintessential to the gay bar experience. Yeah. <laughs> I loved their moments together. I loved their friendship. I loved yeah. that there was never anything like more than a friendship too mm-hmm. which exactly like, yeah it takes a gay person writing a movie to be like by the way not every gay person hooks up with every gay person like gay exactly just friends sometimes <laughs> um but i thought their friendship was really nice and their yeah. conversation about the birch tree and everything was really nice yeah yeah um i love that john early's character is not just the comedic uh relief he yeah. is also layered and and he He's also lost his mom, so he provides that insight for Jesse Plemons' uh, mm-hmm. character. Um, what do you think of his date gone awry? Which then leads to his grocery store freakout. I think, I just think it's, it's so, I mean, I think it's perfect. I think it's so well done. It's just like, it's so unsettling and so, because you just like, are like, oh, like, this could go so well. Like this guy's like so nice and everything. Um, and it's just, I don't know. It just like emotionally manipulates you in that way that movies do where you're just like, Oh my God, I'm really feeling for this character. And it's, it's like, it's the turn of when you're like, no, don't do that. 
Yeah. That wasn't very... <laughs> That wasn't very. Um, I think that was um, eloquent, poignant thing you've ever said. On. I think <laughs> that was uh, beautiful. That was gorgeous. Word of the day. Word of the day. Um, I will say, I, I think it is when... one of the worst experiences to watch somebody throw up in a movie, yeah. especially when they oh, don't make sure. the toilet. <laughs> yeah, I love. I love when he's looking for the um, uh, not suppositories, but. Laxatives. The, the laxatives. Yeah. And he's just like crying on the floor and Lady's like, can I help you? I kind of felt They're that right one. Here. <laughs> that, yeah, felt the it. freak out in the store and the way he was talking to himself, I was like, oof, I feel I've had, I've had, <laughs> I've had a break like that before. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. This movie is like too, though, though the subject matter, like I personally, like a lot of it, I don't relate to. Mm-hmm. I think there's so much of it that everyone and anyone could relate to. Yeah. And that's why it was so well written that I feel it like you don't have of, this experience with a lot of yeah. movies. It reminds me of eighth grade kind of in that way of like, yes, because it's so visceral. You're it's so Perfect visceral example. that you feel, you feel like you're experiencing it with the character on screen. Oh my God. You can relate so much to it. I mean, the pool party scene from eighth grade will never leave my memory. <laughs> I mm-hmm. saw it alone in a theater and I've never been so stressed out and more sad and more like, Oh, I felt it was a time warp. It like yeah. put me there. I felt that's a, that's a different kind of writing to be able to like get some, a, a, a collective audience to feel this way and to yeah. like put themselves. I feel like the, at pen 15, they're really good. Yeah. The women are good at that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, just getting that like really real, feeling that like is not nice but it's pretty universal but it's also yeah. something that's not tackled well, a lot and it's so rare in i think in a lot of moments in other people and almost the entirety of eighth grade that i felt like i was actually feeling how the character was feeling the entire time like in the movie yeah. like actually following their emotional journey mm-hmm. amazing to me, that's like a, a tale that it's in a, it's a, an amazing script, and the yeah. acting is done by people. Who I still can't believe care? eighth grade. Yeah, I still can't believe eighth grade wasn't nominated for best picture. It was so good. Yeah, eighth grade was so good. I kind of had a similar feel, a similar experience with eighth grade that I did with this movie, where I watched it once and was like, I I can't go back. That was watch. so good, but I don't know if I'll ever rewatch <laughs> it. But maybe I will because this movie reminded me like. Even though I had like such an emotional response, it wasn't necessarily bad. It was yeah, yeah. You know, it's just a visceral I think, response. I think that's yeah. what I appreciate about the movie being b- showing the ending at the beginning of like she will die, this so be prepared. Coming. Yeah, yeah. I really yeah. appreciate that, and like it also like goes to show you like how the movie's going to be. Like they're going to juxtapose this like really terrible tragic thing with something really funny and it just sets you it prepares you for for what you're getting into which is good if you're going in blind like we did when we first saw the movie Mm -hmm. um yeah and just a great cast all around i i just think everything was well done um trying to think if there's any other things that we should talk about i like the ending i think that I love that moment of just like the family laying together and, and sort of appreciating, appreciating each other for being there. Um, yeah. Like there, it was, 
the only, like if there was going to be one positive anything to come from this, it's that like it feels like he reconnected with a family mm-hmm. that he felt very alienated very from. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And the the moment too with his dad where he finally confronts him and blows up at him and his moment with his sisters where they like are finally honest with him and they're like, you're not ever around and you seem to not care about us. And it's, yeah, I feel like it's the beginning when he leaves the new year's party to like be by himself. And his dad is like, do you want company? And he's like, no, I feel like that, it, that it comes full circle at the end. And it's like, Oh, and when his sister is like, I'm going to take a walk. Do you want to come with me? And he's like, no, I'm busy. I know. Uh, but he's not anymore. Like yeah. he's not going to say no anymore. Yeah. You know? And that really resonated with me too, because I remember like when I came out at first, I, it was right before I went to college. So like I was leaving home and I didn't see my brothers and my mom that much. So I, I really did feel like I detached from them to a certain extent. And yeah. I think that that, I think that that, I think it definitely affected them in some ways and they felt, a bit like I pulled away from them. Um, and so that was, that's definitely something I relate to as well. And I think is something so true of like when you're in the closet, you're putting out this completely different image of yourself. Even if you can't really hide what you're really like, you feel like you're giving everybody this impression of that you're somebody else. So then when you come out, you're like, well, I'm a different person. They don't even know they don't even like the real me. They like who I thought I was portraying. And mm-hmm. so it's hard to reconnect to those people when you're, when you're out of the woods like that, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that just reminded me too. Like the, of coming out and how like scared he was the story of how, when he was telling Paul about before he went to college he didn't want his parents to find all of his pictures yeah, so in the JC catalog. So he cut them up into many little pieces and then put them, put them in water, put them in water and then into different trash cans. That, that felt too real too. I was yeah. like, God, this stuff we used to do to hide, to, to hide. Like, yeah. Make exactly. sure. I know the posters we put on our walls. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't have many posters. I had a couple, I didn't have temporary Christian either. artists. <laughs> and some Syracuse University basketball players. So. <laughs> hmm. the, people we, the people we used to look at on TV and be like, oh, yeah, she's she's cute. He's cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. She, oh. I think she's very good looking. Uh-huh. <laughs> God. I, yeah. I, I do remember when I was very little, I had... I, just cut out Lance's face out of an NSYNC poster. <laughs> if that is not telling that my my favorite NSYNC member was Lance, my little baby brain knew before I even knew, before the rest of me knew. He was the prettiest. He is. Still is. He's so pretty. <laughs> Love Lance Bass. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Icon. <laughs> That's a good turn. <laughs> icon. Lens lens bass icon. <laughs> We're icon for sure. <laughs> Do you have any other thoughts about the movie? Um I don't think I have 
uh, I don't know. I feel like I could talk forever about like all the I little know. parts that I loved about it. Um, it's just, I think the perfect movie. And I think that I couldn't not pick it, even though it's devastating. I was just like, I, I have to talk about it cause it's so good. Um, Thank you for picking it. Of course. I, I, I think I was scared to rewatch it and now, and, and now I know I can do it. I did. <laughs> I did do a hard cry. I did, but I don't know. It felt kind of nice in a way, in a yeah, weird way, yeah. you know, and it feels kind of good. Maybe I think, it was also my cry of the week yeah. <laughs> that I needed to get out. <laughs> you know, you know, well, those think, weekly cries sometimes I daily. Think, I think there's something so, um, therapeutic and sort of um like you can release something like tension and stuff from watching something that makes you feel so seen I think and like something that you can really relate to and so you get to release sort of that that tension that um I don't want to say trauma because that seems like a really big word but release some of those things that you're holding on to um and I think because it's autobiographical. Um, you know, the, the person, uh, I, I used to have a drama teacher who used to say the personal, the personal is, um, universal. So the more, the more personal your, your story is that you're telling, the more it's going to universally be related to because, because people will relate to like what, your truth is and i think that really rings true in this movie chris chris is sharing this something that's very personal to him and because it's coming from that genuine place um you're really getting you're really um following that journey and and um relating to it um and and it just goes to show you like what what kind of great stories and films we can get from when when we actually have queer people telling their own stories yeah i i don't love writing it's not my favorite yeah of of the of the mediums of our world <laughs> it's it's my one of my least favorites it's not something that comes naturally to me i would rather i, w- I would rather it be a collaborative experience mm-hmm. you know yeah i just don't sit down and write by myself i wish yeah. i could i wish i could i you have no idea how badly i wish i could but um it's, I never feel that urge to like put my own story, like document it or to like write anything like this until I see something like this. Mm-hmm. And it, I think it, it's because you think, or at least for me, I feel like who cares about my thing? Yeah. Like there's so much, so much horrible things going on in the world and people have had so much harder lives and and like going through way worse. And, you know, that, but I don't think I'm trying, I don't know how to word this. I guess it, it it puts into perspective that no matter, like, even though everybody is going through different things and going through different things at different levels, like a movie can still, can still make you feel things. Yeah. And because somebody is going to relate to it Mm -hmm. in, in some way. You know, I mean, I haven't lost anybody to a serious illness like this, but I felt it in my bones like I did during the movie. And it it evoked something from me. It made me feel. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know. I think it, I think this movie like really puts into perspective for me the importance of writing down your own story. Yeah. And oh, that's beautiful. I don't know. I was around. It was a very roundabout, fucky way of getting there. Thank you for the journey. Thank you for You're coming welcome. along with me. So, in other words, I'm about to write an amazing movie that's going to get an amazing response, and I'm going to win amazing awards. I'm ready. I'm just kidding. This is not going to happen. But you know, maybe, maybe <laughs> though. Could, I've never been warned. You know, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. You never know. I believe the, in you. The point. The point is, is that I don't ever have that thought or feeling. It's rare, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And like. And this movie stirred that. Fuck, in it you, takes something so really special yeah. to do mm-hmm. that. Like, and this this movie is special. It just is. I love it. Yeah. And, and the both times I watched it, I was like. I'm glad you didn't watch it, Kay, because you would have really had a hard time. But I was like, but it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I'm like, ah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's just a lot emotionally. You also have to yeah. be prepared, I feel like, before you watch this type of movie. You got yeah. to be ready to cry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The I definitely is, wasn't prepared. I'm pretty much ready for that all the time now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you say uh. you were prepared the first time? Yeah, because I did. I I went in completely blind. I had no Same. idea. Yeah. Same. I was yeah. glad I was alone the first time I watched it. <laughs> um, it's so good. So Vita let's go Rosa? ahead. Huh? Yes, Vita the Vita Rosa? test, um, which is a, a t- already established test um, to uh, take a look at the queer representation in film. I would say this one definitely passes. Um, there's three rules. The first is that there has to be queer identifying characters. There are. The second is that the characters have to have personality traits other than being queer. They definitely do. And the third is that removing them from the plot would change the plot significantly. It definitely would. Yes. And um, on a number scale, um, we're just rating um, between zero and six, six being a superior, great, excellent movie. I would say I'd have to give this one a six. I can't think of any yeah. bad things about it. I I think it's it's such a nuanced, truthful um, portrayal of this person's experience. Um, there, I, there's not any... I don't, it's, it's hard when it's hard for me to even Sorry, think of any, pup. no, you're totally fine. <laughs> he said, why are you still sitting there? Are you done mom? <laughs> We're almost done. Um, I, it's just like when you get queer people to tell queer stories, like they don't fuck it up. No, <laughs> this, this really, this really does show the importance of that though. I yeah. mean, I was thinking, yeah, I, yeah, you really see the difference in something and yeah. in the quality of something and in the quality of the storytelling when it's coming from somebody who actually experienced this firsthand. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's so, it's such a noticeable difference. Yeah. Sir? <laughs> he has something to say. Can't you see that mommy is recording her podcast? Okay. <laughs> 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 I was just gonna say this movie's a six for me too. I don't need yeah. to keep going on about how much I love it. You already know how much I do. Okay. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for listening to us blabber on. Um, please, I didn't say this in the last episode, but uh, like, subscribe, share, leave us a note. We do read them. We we love 
to get notes from people. Um, and uh, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at uh, Queer Movie Night. You can follow me at Peyton Cody Lynch on Instagram or Twitter. And me, Deborah Duncan, on Twitter and at Deborah D. Bag on Instagram. And we'll be um, we'll be back with another episode in a couple weeks. Um, hopefully, we'll have a guest, um, and we will. Don't cut this out. We'll figure out what that's going to be and add it later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't wait. Can't wait. Love you guys. Bye. Love you. Bye. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.